Hello everyone, it's Bill Thompson, T-Bill, and welcome to Plain Market Talk, where I will provide a straightforward interpretation and analysis of current market news based on my background as a retired Wall Street stockbroker with almost 50 years of experience. And I will also provide business lessons to help you become much more successful with your personal finance, trading, and investments. So let's get started. Hey everyone, it's Bill Thompson, T-Bill. Welcome to Plain Market Talk. Today is Friday, September 8, 2023. It's 12.37 in the afternoon Eastern Time. We'll take a look at what's going on with the markets. Uh, Apple stock has taken a big hit based on some news coming out of China. Uh, possible auto worker strike next week. Uh, some news on Taylor Swift. Uh, big, big uh, movie sales uh, for a concert movie coming out in the theaters. And we have a new term I've heard in the world of economics called uh, disinfl- uh, maculate disinflation. All right, we'll see what that is. Uh, and also today, we're going to continue on with uh, coverage of cryptocurrencies, getting into more specifics starting today. I'm going to start out with uh, Bitcoin. Uh, when did it start? How many Bitcoins are actually out there and how many are being created each day? All right, so we will get to that. Okay, as far as the markets, they're actually up today, but down for the week. We've got the Dow Jones Industrial Average up 0.22%, S&P 500 up 0.26%, NASDAQ Composite up 0.31%. But yeah, markets have been down most of the week. Um, Basically, what's happened is we've got better than expected economic news coming out. So why would the markets be down on that? The fear is, among the markets, that the Federal Reserve, the market had assumed the Federal Reserve was going to pause its uh, interest rate increases that it's been doing to try to battle inflation. But with stronger than expected economic numbers, we had less than expected number of new claims for unemployment. Other numbers came out stronger than expected. Now the market thinks the Federal Reserve, by the end of the year, will begin to increase interest rates again. And the reason that's a negative for the markets, as interest rates go up, Investors sell stocks and buy bonds. Anyway, so the market so far this week, uh, Dow Jones Industrial Average down 0.8%, S&P 500, S&P 500 down 1.2%, NASDAQ Composite down one6 But yeah, a, a stronger than expected economy is actually good for the market. So, you know, I talked about this before. You know, the key with the stock market in particular is focus on long-term trends, not short-term moves. Uh Market goes up and down in the short term due to psychological and emotional reasons, which are not always rational. But over time, it comes down to economic and business fundamentals. So overall, long term, that news is good. But speaking of economics, you know, I saw this new term being thrown around now. What's it called? Uh, immaculate disinflation. I, I don't know who comes up with this stuff, but... Basically, the, uh, what that is saying is that we're in a situation that economists until now believe po- was possibly close to imp- impossible, actually. Um, and that would be a period of inflation coming down without a loss of jobs. All right. So let's talk about that for a second. Uh, one thing about economists, though, I mean, some of them like are really, really good, uh, but uh, others, you know. The, their, their guesses, when you check them later, their, their predictions, it's like, well, all right, a little off on that. You know, it was the old joke. If you put 10 economists in a room, you get 11 opinions. Uh, and and that, that sometimes still does hold up. 
and so we had that. Uh, what was the other joke I used to hear sometimes about economists? Uh, but, you know, oh, yeah, I used to hear this one, too, that uh, basically economists have predicted 20 of the last two stock market crashes. So anyway, but some of them are really good. All right. But anyway, back to our stuff. All right. So basically, I've talked about this before. The Federal Reserve Central Banking System of the United States uh Answers to Congress, told to do three things, grow the U.S. economy, provide jobs, and keep inflation under control. And when the Federal Reserve's main focus is on growing the economy, providing jobs, it uh, decreases interest rates and increases the amount of money in circulation, the more money is available for loans. When its main focus switches to battling inflation, it does everything in reverse. It Increases interest rates, slow the economy down, and decreases the money supply as loans are paid off, new ones cannot be made. All right, so traditionally what happens is that as the Federal Reserve um, switches to battling inflation, it does cause job losses. Uh, it's an unfortunate aspect of battling inflation. As the economy begins to slow down, um, you, you begin to see job losses. Uh, well, that's not what we have been seeing um, since June of 2022. That's when inflation peaked at an annualized rate of 9.1%. It's come down to 3.2% um, as of July of this year. Federal Reserve is trying to get it down to 2%. Yet we haven't seen significant job losses. We still have a very tight labor market. It's over 10 million jobs still available in the United States. And economists are saying this is close to impossible to be happening, and they're calling it immaculate disinflation. All right, so here's the thing for everybody. I've been doing this stuff close to 50 years since I was a teenager. Um, the rules change, and that applies to investment markets, cryptocurrencies, uh, economics. Over time, the rules simply change. Uh, we live in a world where a world of accelerated change, and the economy of 2023 is quite a bit different than even our economy of 2018. We were already beginning to see quite a few changes, people working from home, uh, efficiencies being built into the economy based on technology, and that was all accelerated due to COVID. So that's the key to remember, you know, um, that we don't get too stuck on any one set of theories or you know, um, procedures for dealing with financial markets uh, because the rules will simply change over time. Uh, and, and so that that basically is what's happened. We even saw that 1930, Great Depression was really beginning to take hold. President uh, Herbert Hoover called the country's leading economist to the White House. What, what do we do to deal with this? And their response was, by their theories, the Depression wasn't happening. And that the data was wrong. It turns out the economists are wrong. The depression was actually even worse than was, a, than was being realized. Anyway, all right, so we got that term out there. All right, United Auto Workers, uh, they represent approximately 140, I think 145,000 workers, uh, General Motors, Ford, and some of the rest. Yes, their contract expires on September 14th. That's a Thursday of next week and they are threatening to go on strike. So that could be fairly significant. Uh, says what they're asking for. Uh, they, they're asking for a 32-hour work week with still 40 hours pay. They want a 46% increase in pay and a return to their old pension system. All right, so that is an initial what they're asking for. I mean, obviously not what they get. Uh, but yeah, uh, basically they're having an issue with President Biden also, and that's surprising because they're one of his biggest supporters. They're one of the few unions that have not backed him for re-election. 
There issues the electric vehicle policies uh, that the Biden administration has been presenting. Uh, basically, what it is saying, a proposed Environmental Protection Agency standards are that by 2032, 67% of new vehicles will be electric. And, and I guess the workers feel their jobs might be at risk. I'd have to check into the details as to why they feel that this mandate that two-thirds of all new cars be electric would, would, would cut into their job security. It's kind of like the Hollywood writers and actors, you know, part of their issue is that they're going to be replaced by artificial intelligence. But anyway, you might start hearing quite a bit about that um, United Auto Workers strike as of next week. So we got that news. Uh, and on a more positive note, Taylor Swift, it looks like, has sold... Uh, over $100 million in, in tickets for her concert uh, movie coming out in the theaters next month in October. And that's a big kick to the movie theaters. Um, October tends to be a slow month for them, and they're still struggling to get uh, back uh, where they were from COVID. You know, people are willing to go to the big movies, as I've talked about, but not so much to smaller ones. And I also saw an article, I guess there's a big increase in hotel sales. Every uh, city she stops on her tour, people are coming from outside the cities, uh, staying at the hotels. So she's having a big economic impact. And yeah, I'm going to try and go see the movie. I've actually talked to some uh, friends of mine that, um, you know, a little bit older than you would think would be the Taylor Swift target audience. I said, yeah, I want to go see it. In the same way, I'd like to see what all this hype is about. You know, I saw a concert video of hers from way back in 2017, 2018, but yeah, I'm kind of curious, too, as to, you know, what, what this is all about. So I got that news coming out. Uh, and then uh, one more thing, and I'll get on to cryptocurrencies. Yeah, Apple. Um, Apple stock took a big hit this week. It went from, uh, on Tuesday, it was around $200 a share, dropped to $176 yesterday, Thursday, and now back to about $180. Uh, what happened? Report came out that the Chinese government is telling its workers that work for the government directly to no longer use bring Apple phones to work. Um, and that has not been an official statement, but that is what the rumors have been. And then there's the fear that that would then spread to Chinese-owned businesses, uh, the government-owned businesses, sorry, Chinese government-owned businesses. Uh, China is one of Apple's biggest markets, and that's where the iPhones are actually, for the most part, made. Um, one one thought among that is uh, the big, big Chinese mobile phone manufacturer, uh, Huawei, it's spelled H-U-A-W-E-Y, and it's pronounced, it's kind of hard to pronounce, it's, it's like, I, I don't even get it right, it, it's not Huawei, it's not Huawei, it's kind of in between, Huawei, uh, I, I don't even say it right, but I tried. Anyway, they got a new phone out, it's, it's already controversial. Um, U.S. The United States bans the uh, sale of its chips to this company. They've been accused of stealing technology over the years. And I guess the new phones have been taken apart. South Korea says they're using chips made by some of their companies that are not supposed to be in these phones. Argument is that they seem to be legitimate chips, not um, counterfeits. Feeling is they may have bought them on a uh, secondary market. So Anyway, we got that news out there, but Apple uh, stock has bounced back somewhat today. But yeah, those stock market losses were about $200, um, $200 billion in, in losses. Um, maybe not that much, $200 million, I think, whatever it was. But anyway, uh, but yeah, that stock has been up and down this week. So keep an eye on that. All right, so today let's talk about uh, cryptocurrencies in a little more detail. 
I want to start out with Bitcoin. There's actually 30,000 cryptocurrencies out there, but Bitcoin is by far the biggest, and that is the one most people have heard about. All right, so a little history on Bitcoin. Uh, it's been around since 2009. What it is, it's basically money that is created exclusively on a computer. Okay, so basically it's been around since 2009. Its creator is Satoshi Nakamoto. Now, nobody's ever found out who this is, and there's questions as to whether that's a single person or it may be a group of people. But anyway, when they brought it out, the, uh, the statement that was made by this individual or group was that there was a need for an electronic payment system based on cryptography proof instead of trust. All right, I'll talk about all the details on how the crypto, uh, uh, crypto uh, that's what I call cryptocurrencies, what cryptography um, is, how does it work. It basically is to make sure this stuff is not being counterfeited. All right, but let's start out by just talking about how this works. Unlike money issued by a government, like the U.S. dollar, where the government could theoretically issue all the money at once, just basically start printing it, um, there will never be more than 21 million cryptocurrencies ever. So it's going to have a fixed amount. All right. Um, already 19 million have been issued with the final cryptocurrency issued in the year 2140. So you might say, well, how does that work? It, it, it just came out in 2009. 19 million are already out there of the 21 million that will ever be created. And, and yet you're saying it's gonna, the last one won't be uh, issued until the year 2140. Okay, it's called minting, by the way, when they come out. All right, here's how it works. Um, right now, we have 900 new Bitcoins created, called minted, each day. All right, so 900 hit the market every single day, created out of thin air, 900 new ones. Okay, so what happens is every 10 minutes, every 10 minutes, six and a quarter Bitcoins are issued. Six and a quarter Bitcoins. Now, how much is that actually worth? Well, if you just use a search engine and type in Bitcoin price, pretty easy to come up. It's right now $25,780 a unit. So if we just do the math, uh, $25,782 times 6.25, we're talking about $161,000 worth of new Bitcoins issued every, every 10 minutes. Now, uh, so this works out to 144 times a day, all right, for 900 total. All right, so who gets those? Well, uh, I'll talk about this more in detail on upcoming sessions, but as I've talked about in the past, when a transaction is done using a Bitcoin, um, it has to be verified and processed, just like banks process transactions with debit cards, checks, and credit cards. So anybody could theoretically sign on their computer and process these transactions, theoretically. In reality, it's hard now for individuals to do it in for a future session. Basically, these transactions are grouped into, into groups called blocks, and they're put on an electronic conveyor belt called a blockchain. So if you were to go on there and process the transactions using your computer, a block of transactions, you get a guess at a number. Uh, you get to take a guess at a number. Every 10 minutes, a new we'll called magic number is generated. Whoever gets guesses closest to that number without going over wins the Bitcoins, the $161,000 worth of Bitcoins. 
So the more transactions you process, the more guesses you, you can get. You know, it's kind of keep it simple. If the numbers could be anywhere from one to a thousand, reset every 10 minutes, and let's say the secret magic number turns out to be 691, and you process three blocks of transactions, you get three guesses. It's like price is right. You're gonna get as close as you can without going over the number. And so let's say your one of your three guesses comes out to 684. Okay, the magic number was 691. And nobody guesses between 684 and 691. Well, you win the Bitcoins, $161,000. So that's basically how it works. However, this number can have up to 64, 64 digits. It, it's, it's hard, it's hard to, um, it basically, um, it's hard to get it exactly, but you don't really have to get it exactly. You just get as close as you can. So that, that's basically how that works. You know, I'll talk about more stuff another day, but basically for today, Bitcoin, which is believed by many to be the first cryptocurrency, it's been around since 2009. Um, every, uh, every 10 minutes, six and a quarter Bitcoins are issued for 900 total each day. Um, and then the key is that you guess closest to the uh, number that's generated to, to win the Bitcoins. But to finish things off, well, how do we have 19 of the 21 million already out there? And you, Bill, you said the last one doesn't come out to 2140. Here's why. The number gets half. The number of Bitcoins being issued gets cut in half. For every 210,000 of these transaction blocks, these every 10 minutes is a transaction block, for every time 210,000 of those happen, the number of Bitcoins will be cut in half. So basically uh, what happened, uh, the last time it was cut in half was in 2020. Uh, back at the beginning of 2020, every 10 minutes, 12 and a half Bitcoins were created. Then it was cut to six and a quarter. And into year 2024, it'll be cut down to three and one eighth. And it'll continuously be cut in half until the last Bitcoin is issued in 2140. All right, so we'll talk more about this uh, on upcoming sessions, how the specifics on these uh, cryptocurrencies work. We'll also talk about how to invest in them, uh, how to basically look at the transactions themselves, uh, invest trading strategies for these things, use them for use as currencies and so forth. But that'll be on upcoming sessions. So hope everyone's doing well, Bill Thompson, T-Bill, and I'll talk to you again soon. Take care, see ya.